0: Okay, wherever Mike Tapper is, can we just give him a round of applause and, uh, you know, just encourage him. <laughs> uh, we love Pastor Mike, and I just know the way that he's wired, that uh, just being out here without his notes would have just, yeah, I, I, I just felt for him. So we'll just just encourage him today. All right, great to see you all this morning. So glad that you are here, and uh, school is back in cottages are closing. Don't let this recent blast of warm weather fool you. It's trying to trick you and uh, don't, don't believe it. It's, it's, it's a lie and frost is coming. And Whether we like it or not, start wearing long sleeves and socks and uh, eat pumpkin pie and watch football. Yes? Yes. All right. Our fall series is called Connected, as you've heard already this morning, and we're going to be tempting you. This is our goal in the next few weeks, to tempt you into uh, deeper levels of connection here at Moncton Wesleyan Church and to deeper levels of connection with Christ. And uh, uh, as you've already heard, Pastor Mike and uh, Jen Adams, their entire team, have been working tremendously hard for really, literally for months. Uh, focusing on this fall launch, on the rollout that we're uh, engaging in this morning. And uh, so we're, we're excited. Now, before I get preaching here, this is just uh, something else that I need to mention. One very important way that you can get connected at Bunkton Wesleyan is through membership. And we are ramping up our emphasis on membership this fall. We're really excited about that. Uh, it is in line with some recent changes in the Wesleyan denomination. This is There's some new things that are coming that aren't just for Moncton Wesleyan, but the entire denomination uh, has some new changes in membership and we're excited about the possibilities. If you're not familiar with membership there's a good reason for that because we haven't talked about it much in the last two or three years. Um, There used to be two levels of membership in the Wesleyan Church and it it was confusing, it wasn't very helpful, people didn't like it, I didn't like teaching it, and we just kind of avoided it to be honest. And uh, every four years, the denomination gets together, and that uh, quadrilateral meeting just happened this past June, and some key changes were made for the entire denomination worldwide uh, that moves membership much closer to uh, the front end of a person's relationship with jesus christ it's not after you jump through a whole bunch of hoops and go through a whole bunch of you know they really wanted to move it up very intentional about that to uh, a person's relationship with jesus come to faith in jesus christ be baptized in jesus name and uh and then really uh membership would be one of the very very next steps we want you to become members, and we want you to have roots here at Moncton Wesleyan. We want you to feel like like owners, owners in this church. This is, this is my church, and uh, we want you to be as much of the part of, of the body, all of us together, as you possibly can. So we don't want you to just attend. We want you to belong. And another key change to membership in the Wesleyan church is that all members uh, need to renew their membership annually. This is not just Monk to Westland. This is not some crazy idea that we concocted on our own. This is across the denomination. If you're a member, you need to renew your membership uh, in a Wesleyan church annually, okay? And we believe that that's a good thing because we want to we know that, that you're with us. And that, that each year, yeah, I, I'm with you, I support you, I believe in what you're doing, and uh, sign me up for another year, you know. So, so we're going to do these annual renewals, and uh, that starts now. That starts this fall. We're going to be rolling that out right away. Um, so there are new membership forms that are available this morning. If you're a member, you need to get one of these. And uh, they're at the information kiosk. They're at all of the uh, connected booths that I'm going to be talking about here in a few minutes. This will make sense, trust me. Uh, but the membership forms are out there this morning. They're available. And if you're a member, you need to get one of those, and you need to fill it out, and you need to return it by to us. It's your responsibility to return it to us by October the 2nd, the last Sunday of this series. Okay? Get it back to us. You can also do this online. You know, you can do it right now from your phone, nwchurch membership, and boom, you'll be there. You'll be taken right to a page where you can do this online. If you're not sure if you're a member, you probably aren't, right? If you're thinking, well, I've been here a while, am I a member? Probably not. Like, membership is something that you would know that you attended, you took it, you went through, and blah, 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 and all of that, um, so if you know that you are a member, we need you to complete that membership agreement and return it to us. So something new is we're going to start offering membership classes several times a year at bunkton Weston. We're going to make it easy to become a member. You don't have to put your name on a card and wait for three years. We haven't called you. You know, if you put your name on a card for membership, nobody called you. Like two years, like what's the deal? Okay, so this is all new. We're going to be offering membership uh, several times a year. The first one It's coming right up Sunday, September the 25th. And to make it easy for you, we're going to do it at 1 o'clock right after church. So grab pizza or coffee or a muffin or whatever. Bring a lunch or whatever. And Sunday the 25th at 1 o'clock, hang around after church. If you want to know more about membership, if you want to become a member, I'm going to teach it. It will be about an hour to an hour and a half. We'll see, depending. And uh, I'm really looking forward to it. So that's membership. This is yes. Are we good? Okay. If you're a member now, even if, if you've been a member since Noah's Ark was a dinghy, <laughs> you need to get one of these forms and fill it out. Don't just say, "Well, I've been blah blah blah, and I'm not doing it." You'll you won't be a member if you don't fill out one of these one of these forms. That's the new deal. All right. All right. Off of that. Boom. There it goes. All right. There are four. Count them, four, <laughs> four. uh Oh, man, something's running through my head. I was with a group of people recently, and we went into a restaurant, and the girl looked at us and said, how many? And I went like this, and she said, seven? (laughs) Won't tell you where I was, but it wasn't Graham and Ann. Okay, there are four Sundays in this series with three main points, okay? We're going to squeeze three points into four weeks, and that's what I did in high school. I squeezed three years into four. you yeah, try really hard to squeeze, <laughs> played a lot of hockey, it was a lot of fun, but I squeezed three years into four, it takes talent, and we're going to do three themes, and then on the fourth week, October the 2nd, is our real kickoff Sunday when Gala's going to cook for everyone. And uh, I'm going to preach my head off on the vision of this church and where we're going. And we want you to invite everyone you know. And there will be fun stuff for kids happening that day. And uh, really, it's just going to be a really, really exciting Sunday on the 2nd. So these three triangles that are behind me, we've, we've intentionally blurred out these triangles. Do they look blurry to you? They're supposed to. If they don't look blurry, you need glasses. So... Each, each one of these triangles represents one of the weeks, one of the big themes in this series, and we're, we're, what we're going to do, you're, gonna, you're, gonna, you're just going to think, oh, those guys, they're so, they're so creative, they just, oh, I can't believe they thought of this, it wasn't my idea. It's blurry intentionally, and we're going to clear it up over the next few weeks, huh? All right, all right, we're, we're going we're gonna to clear, <laughs> aren't we geniuses? I mean, it took us months to come up with that. We're going to clear up how you can get connected at Moncton Wesleyan Church so that it's no longer a mystery and it's no longer fuzzy. And the first uh, triangle that we're doing this morning is this big guy right over here, and it's live together. This is the theme. The other two are going to stay blurry. Don't send us emails about blurry triangles, okay? They're blurry on purpose, <laughs> There are people who can't help themselves. They're emailing me right now saying, Pastor Tim, those blurry triangles are making my mind go crazy. It's not the triangles that made your mind go crazy. Okay. <laughs> That's my reply. <laughs> I don't even have to send it. All right. We're going to clear this up. And we're going to talk about how followers of Jesus should fellowship together. And each week, we're going to end with very specific ways on how you can respond, how you can engage in this, how you can get better connected, okay? A quick word on this. Why now? Why are we doing this now? And, and, uh, and then we'll, we'll move on, okay? Why now? There's a very good reason. I know that you are dying to know. During the transition, you, you intentionally go lean, During a a time of transition, a season of transition is not a time to be busy and complicated. It's a time to go lean intentionally to get through the transition. You simplify because you have to. You have to do less things until everything kind of settles down and you have all the right pieces in place and the right people in the right seats on the bus and all that sort of stuff. And so this is the right time. Here we are now. It's it's, it's go mode now. We have the right people in place, uh, the right staff. We have an incredible staff team. Most of us have been together for two or three years now and uh, just really getting up to speed. And so now it's time to, to launch all of these new initiatives and new programs and new ministries to get this church going for Jesus. And we want you to grow spiritually like never before. That's what we want for every single one of you. We want, we want your spiritual growth to just, just to be ignited and to grow like, like never before. You don't have to, or you shouldn't have to sacrifice your spiritual growth to attend this church, right? You shouldn't say, well, I just go there for the kids, or I, I, I go there for the music. Or I go there for the coffee or whatever. Like, it shouldn't, you shouldn't have to sacrifice your spiritual growth to attend this church. And I want you to feel, every, every person here, I want you to feel like, like, like you are strapped to a rocket ship of spiritual growth. Just, just blasting off. All right? So we want you to be flourishing in biblical community. We want you to be getting to know others and, and, and being known, we want other people in the church to know you as well. We want this place to feel like home. Now, don't put your feet up and take your shoes off. Not, well, all right, take your shoes off. I don't care. I can't smell it from here anyhow. We want every single person in this church to find a place where you can serve and you can know that you are a part of what God is doing. We want you connected. And if you're not connected by the end of this series, it's because you do not want to be connected. You would rather bath a cat or chew on tinfoil. Or chew on tinfoil while you're bathing a cat. Why bathing? Bathing. Bathing. Don't send me emails about bathing. All right. So... Several times in the New Testament, we are given teaching or examples of how following Jesus is not just about what you believe or what you do, but it's also about how you live. How you live with one another and how you do life together can bring glory to God. It has how we live together as a church has the the power to to transform a culture. It has the power to transform a community because because when, when Christians... And and Jesus' followers live together the way they're supposed to live together. There's something attractive about that. There's something that that helps other people see Jesus. And and the reason why the, the church comes blasting out of the first and second centuries, it's not just because of what that small group of people believed. And it's not just because of of what they saw, but it was also because of how they lived. And and the secular community all around them were were watching how those people lived, and there was something irresistible about the way that the the Christ followers were living together and the way that they loved each other unconditionally. You've heard me say this a lot, Uh, those of you who have been here any amount of time, Following Jesus is not just a decision that you make. It's a lifestyle that you choose. Small example, I have, uh, I have some, some Swiss friends in the area uh, who live in the greater Moncton area. They're here this morning. I won't point them out because you'll, 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 you'll nag them to death. They're wonderful, beautiful people, and they could grow peanut butter-flavored coffee from seaweed. <laughs> These people can grow anything. They can grow anything. And they brought us a couple of large bags of pears and peaches that they grew in their backyard. I didn't even know you could grow peaches in New Brunswick. And they, they brought me this stuff. And I was thanking them the other day. And the wife said, they aren't ours anyway. They come from the Lord. And this is what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to share together with one another. And I thought, she gets it. Wow, she, she really gets it. So we're going to be in First Peter today. Now, uh, Peter is, when he writes this letter, he's in Rome. And uh, it's around the year, uh, AD 62 or 63. And he writes this letter. One of his buddies is going to take this on a, on, a, on a missions trip. And Peter's writing a letter, and this guy's going to take it, and he's going to go around to church, to church, to church. He's going to travel, and he's going to take copies of this letter and get it to all the, the churches and the home churches and the communities to, to encourage to encourage people. And uh, persecution at this time is a, is a real possibility. You know, when you, when you sign up to follow Jesus, anything could happen to you and your, and your family. The church is young. Uh, people are just hearing about Jesus, and they're willingly, gladly risking everything to follow him. If you've heard of Nero, Nero is the emperor in this season, and he's nuts, and he's crazy. And so following Jesus is risky uh, at, this, at this time. In history. And so Peter writes this letter and they distribute it around. And Peter encourages the, the Jesus followers to live godly, to, to live as good citizens. And he says, if, if you're a slave, then be the best slave that you can be for the glory of, of Christ. And he says, wives be gentle and husbands be understanding. Uh, he says, don't count on the world to be your source of joy, but count on Jesus For your joy. Uh, Live in a way, Peter says, live in a way that makes Jesus unmistakable to others. Live in a way that that illuminates the beauty of Jesus Christ to the people who are watching you. Live in a way that, that, that glorifies God. Live in jaw dropping, irresistible community that stops people in their tracks and causes them to ask what has gotten in to those people, and then that's your opportunity to say, Jesus, Jesus has gotten into me. This is why I'm living and loving uh, the way that I am. And so they, they had this irresistible community that uh, people could not ignore. And, and, it, and it caused other people to, to look at these Jesus followers and say, I don't know what you've got, but I want it because it's beautiful and it's awesome and it's so different from the way the rest of the world lives. Peter reminds them and us this morning that living for yourself and your own personal desires, building your own kingdom is meaningless. And sure, you know, it it, it might uh, help you avoid some persecution, but for what? Like, for what, really? And Peter wants us to keep Eternity in perspective. That's a recurring theme in in his writing, that life is short. And none of us know how much time we have. But but eternity is forever. And this life is just, all this really is is preparation for the next. And and Peter encourages us, if we die to ourselves here, we'll live for Jesus there. If If we endure persecution here, we'll party And so it's a a beautiful message. One more. Peter says, in in essence, in his writing, it's it's, break your relationship with sin and your old self and build your relationship with Jesus and with others. Break your relationship with sin and your old self and build your relationship with Jesus and others. Okay, beautiful story. It's 1 Peter this morning, chapter 4. And we're going to begin uh, reading in verse 7. 1 Peter 4, verse 7, where Peter says, the end of the world is coming soon. Well, isn't that a happy thought? Therefore, he says, so if that's true, if it is, then therefore, because, therefore, be earnest and disciplined in your prayers. Most important of all, continue to show deep love for each other. For love covers a multitude of sins. Cheerfully share your home or your pears or your peaches with those who need a meal or a place to stay. God has given each of you a gift from his great variety of spiritual gifts. Use them well to serve one another. Do you have the gift of speaking? Then speak as though God himself were speaking through you. Do you have the gift of helping others? Do it with all the strength and energy that God supplies then everything you do will bring glory to God through Jesus Christ all glory and power to him forever and ever amen peter says because life is short and eternity is long this is how we should be living he says because we believe that that we believe that these Things are true. We believe that the things that God has said are true. The things about Jesus are true. If it's true, Peter says, then therefore, then this is the way that we should be living. Because, he says, Jesus has accomplished all that needed to be accomplished. When he says the end of the world is coming soon, he doesn't mean like, like you know, I'm, we're probably gonna be out of here by, by you know, noon. What he's saying is, it could happen anytime time because Jesus accomplished all that needed to be accomplished. He came. He, he lived among us. He died on a cross. He rose again. He's ascended to the Father, so it could he could come back at any moment. And Peter says, because these things are all true, then how we live matters. It matters how you live. He, he, he says, don't get caught up in the world and get, don't get caught up. Uh, in, in the things of this earth, but get caught up in your relationship with God. and Get caught up in loving each other. Don't waste your time trying to calculate the days until Jesus comes back. Calculate how you're going to live until he comes back. Here's an easy way of looking at it. Don't count days. Make days count. The end. Some people, when they hear the end of the world is coming soon, they want to they calculate it and figure it out and count the days so that they can tell everybody when it, exactly when it's going to happen. How many of you have written out about 10 of those storms in your lifetime when people said, Jesus is coming back tonight? Oh, you're shy. You're like, because <laughs> we've all heard those things. Don't, don't worry about it. Don't count the days. Just be ready. Make your days count. The first thing he mentions uh, when he says, after he says, therefore, uh, the end of the world is coming soon, the first thing he mentions is prayer. Since life is short, since Jesus could come back at any time, he says to uh, be earnest and disciplined in your prayers. Earnest and disciplined. Another way of saying that is be clear-minded and self-controlled in your prayer life be disciplined in your prayer make prayer a priority and not a pastime uh, because prayer matters prayer moves god it opens doors it changes hearts it, it prayer takes all the reliance off of ourselves and it places our dependency on god we can rely on god's grace to sustain us and fill us and fuel us and guide us and deliver us and inform us through prayer. And so he starts with prayer. But in the very next verse, he says, most, most important of all. Like underline, underline, highlight, highlight, exclamation mark, exclamation mark, exclamation mark, Like most important of all, he says, continue to show deep love to one another. How about a group hug? All the introverts are just like, oh. Are you kidding? Peter, he, he puts a ton of weight on this. Continue to show deep love to one another. In Matthew chapter 24, in verse 12, Jesus was, was talking about the future. He was, he was telling them what the end days we're going to be like, describing what we could expect uh, at the end of time before his, his return. And he says this in Matthew 24, verse 12, Jesus said, sin will be rampant everywhere and the love of many will grow cold. That, that sin will be everywhere, but, but love will be harder and harder to find. And so Peter knows this. Peter knows in the last days that the church's great opportunity. This is the church's great opportunity. If there's going to be less and less love, if Jesus said that love is going to grow cold, then the church can radically impact our world if if we show them love on another level that that they're hungry for, that they just don't see anywhere else. If the church would, would do this, Peter knows it's our opportunity. If we don't give up and become lazy in our love, if we step up and show up and love others the way that Jesus taught us to love others, we will be irresistible and unstoppable. So, if it's true, gang, if Jesus could come back at any moment, then love one another with a deep love. If you're not sure how much time that you have left on this planet, then love one another. With a deep love. If the pressure of the world just keeps intensifying and you find that the world is is, is just more and more out of control day by day, then love one another more than ever. Most of all, Peter says, most of all, most important, show deep love to one another. Why? I'm so glad you asked. Great question. And he gives us the answer. He says, because... Love covers over a multitude of sins. Love covers over a multitude of sins. Love covers your junk. It covers all of your imperfections. It it doesn't mean that my love for you or your love for me can atone for our sins. It doesn't remove my sin. It doesn't heal my sin. Only the blood of Jesus can do that. It means that that love doesn't stop loving the first time you realize that someone is not perfect. It covers over a multitude of sins. When they fail, when they let you down, it just keeps loving. Now, get your hand ready here. This is, a, this is an all skate. We're, gonna pl- we're all going to participate in this. If you have ever disappointed someone or missed their expectations, raise your hand. Yeah, all of us. If you have ever sinned, raise your hand. Some of you are raising both hands and a foot. <laughs> What's up with that? And, and, and have you ever needed others to be gracious towards you? Yes. Have you needed others to be patient with you and long-suffering with you? Have you ever needed people in your life who refuse to give up on you? Yeah. And, and <laughs> yeah, I will disappoint you. Me. I'm the pastor of the church. I mean I mean, I will disappoint Shirley, what's that? <laughs> Don't say no way because that's not my point. I I cannot be everything that every person in this room expects me to be. I will will miss expectations. It's just not possible. It's guaranteed. It will happen. And don't leave the church the first time that I fail to meet your expectations. Because you know what? Because the next pastor you find, he's going to miss your expectations too. You may as well be disappointed here. Eventually, you'll end up having church by yourself, and that'll be really disappointing because you let yourself down. You miss your own expectations. So where does this end? And if we're really going to do life together, and if we're going to model a level of community that gives the rest of the world whiplash, then we need to love one another unconditionally. Unconditionally. If the church is not radically different from the world, then why go to church? (laughs) Verse 9. Cheerfully. (laughs) That's creepy. That's just creepy right there. whole bunch of people watching online just, just turned their computer off. All right. Cheerfully share your home with those who need a meal or a place to stay. My favorite kind of company is the kind who don't knock. Don't you love those people? Because they know, like, that's, that's formal. I, we're, we're way beyond knocking. We don't, we, don't want to, we, don't, we don't need to knock. They just come in, start a coffee, and relax because they know they're welcome. You don't have to hide the laundry, light a candle, or 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 pretend that the dog doesn't shed <laughs> right they're the, they're the best kind of they love me the way that I am they, they you know I don't have to pretend that my world is perfect they just walk in uh, when peter wrote this believers were traveling a lot to plant churches and to encourage each other to pray with each other and it was it was it was missional for them. It, was, it, was, it served a purpose for them to be opening their homes to one another and sharing meals with other traveling believers who were who were helping to, to fuel the growth of the church at, at this time. People... People who were doing that, they couldn't afford lodging. They couldn't afford meals. Like they depended on the other believers to say, you're staying at my place tonight, and you're staying at her place tomorrow night, and we're feeding you tomorrow, and, and that's that's kind of how they did it. They depended on one another. And And friends, we've gotten so far away from this that I'm not sure we even realize how much we need one another. Like it's so easy to just go home and... Put the car in a garage, like we build houses for our cars in this part of the world, and then nobody has to see me. And when we break bread together, the the when we when we break bread together, we break walls together. It's more than just breaking bread, and sharing whatever we have. We somehow we share life together when we do those things, and you're not meant to do life on your own. The most introverted person in this room still needs Christian community. You, you still need other people regardless of what you think. Okay, verse 10. God has given you, each of you, a gift from his great variety of spiritual gifts. Use them well to serve one another. In verse 9, he gave them practical reasons. We need a place to stay and we're hungry. This is practical. In verse 10, he He. He says, well, if that doesn't get you motivated, if you won't do it just because we need you to do it, maybe you'll do it because God says to do it. Kind of, kind of cranks, you see how he cranks it up another level there? He says, don't just do it because it's my idea and it saves us money. Do it because this is God's idea. Do it because God has given each of us at least one gift that needs to be used. Every person in this room has at least one gift that needs to be used in, in community with, with all the other people in this room for the glory of God. That's the way it's supposed to work. God has put something in you that he wants to pour out of you. It's not just for you. It's not all about you. God has put something in you that he wants to pour out of you for the benefit of others and for the glory of Jesus Christ. There are gifts that you have that are not all about you They're not just for you. And if you're using your gift just for yourself, you're robbing the rest of us. You're ripping us off. But that's okay because love covers over a multitude of sins. And we love you. And we'll be patient with you. And we're there for you. We're going to give you another chance. But we need you. If you are breathing this morning, and most of you are, You have a gift. 1 Peter 4.10 says that you need to be using that gift well. Using it well to serve one another. And all the one another's in this room are gifted to serve one another. Now watch it this way. We'll win the one another's of our communities when we serve one another in love. We'll win the one another's because there will be a fellowship of, of community and love happening at Moncton Wesleyan that is unheard of. And frankly, it's, it's irresistible and it gives people whiplash. And We'll win for Jesus, the one another's of our community, when we start to serve, truly serve one another in love. Tell the person beside you, I am gifted. I'm gifted. Tell them they're gifted. You're so gifted. All the introverts, they're all hiding under their seats, like, I hate this. Oh, why does he do this? I do not want to look at the person beside me, even though I'm married to them. I don't want. Didn't come to church for this. We hear you, introverts. You won't say anything because you're an introvert. (laughs) But we hear you. We love you. Verse 11. Do you have the gift of speaking? Speak as though God was speaking through you. Do you have the gift of helping others? Do it with all the strength and energy that God supplies. And everything you do will bring glory to God through Jesus Christ. All glory and power to him forever and ever. Amen. Everything you do will bring glory to Christ. And I care about you. I care about this church. I care about your spiritual health. I want to see this place become an irresistible, unstoppable community of believers. And most of all, I care about us bringing glory to Jesus Christ. It is not about, it's not about us. the things that we're rolling out this fall and tempting you to be a part of, it's not about us. It's not so that the world will look at Moncton Wesleyan and say, wow, wow, wow. It's so the world will look at Jesus and say, he's the answer. He's the answer. On your way out this morning, Pastor Mike mentioned this, you're going you're gonna to receive one of these booklets that kind of looks something like that. Okay? There it is this is the connected book you're going to get this on your way out and uh, and it's awesome in the atrium this morning as you leave you'll notice that there are four uh, connected stations large banners that look like this out in the atrium this morning there are huge banners with happy people standing there ready they're ready for you right now okay they're out there right now ready for you to come out of this room and get connected if you don't make eye contact with them they'll be they'll they'll be very disappointed so don't go home right away you can go home eventually <laughs> i went to church told me i couldn't go home don't run right off to the restaurant we, we want you to stay around and we want you to talk about these things And then we would like for you to go to one of these stations and connect with people and uh, talk to them about how you can get connected. One of the things that we're doing, uh, an event that's coming up just to help us get to know each other other better is uh, we're going camping at Stonehurst overnight. Camping at Stonehurst, okay? Uh, Another event that we have is called S'more Summer. Do you get it? S'mores? S'more Summer? Isn't that cute? I didn't think of it. It's good. It's more summer. We're having a family bonfire. We've got kickoff Sunday coming. Uh, we have a brand new of opportunities to get connected that are in this booklet that are called Series 101, 101 Series, a whole bunch of stuff that's in here. And there's something virtually for everyone. There's a baking course. There is home and car maintenance course. There's crafting. There's RC cars. The remote-controlled cars. There's volleyball. There's ball hockey. If that's not extreme enough, we even have a ninjutsu course for you that you can take. If there's if if there's no, if you don't find something in this booklet that grabs you, there's something else that you're passionate about, a way that you would like to help people in this church get connected. Then then go to one of those uh, connection kiosks and tell them your idea and say how do I how do I get people. Uh, to, to, uh, rallied around this, because we really don't, we don't care what it is, we just need people to be getting together, doing life together, practicing biblical community. Now, we're going to end the service a little differently this morning, we're going to go out with a bang, Pastor Mark, we're going to go out with a bang, and um, by the way, by the way, by, by the way, before I close the service, um, we're overdue for a baptism, I need a baptism, yeah. I said, here's a hand. Is that a baptism? That's two right there. (laughs) Okay. That was easy. All right, who else else is in? Who else is going to get baptized? I didn't know we were going to have, like, people raising their hand. Right over here. Oh, my word. (laughs) That's so good. Yeah, I see it. There's, there's your line. I go to a church where when the pastor says the word baptism out loud, people raise their hands. Sign me up. This is not normal. This is awesome. You people aren't normal. You're awesome. You're, you're way better than normal. Who wants to go to normal church? I don't know what day we're talking about. Maybe October the 2nd, but don't, don't. Like Maybe kick off Sunday. Maybe we could have the portable tank down, down front here and have the splash zone. And uh, I don't know. Do you know any reason why we can't? I don't know. We have to look into that. I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm just the lead pastor here. But, well, because I say these things out loud and then I find out later, no, no, we had something big planned. Like, you can't do that. Anyhow, okay. So maybe October 2nd, baptism. Uh, if you have accepted Jesus Christ into your life as your Lord and Savior... Uh, and you've not been baptized. That is the next step, and we would, we would go bonkers to celebrate that with you. Um, so there, that's that's baptism. A um, couple other things that I just quickly want to mention as we as we go out this morning. Um, the Bethmore simulcast is coming right up, September the seventeenth. Um, yeah, we want to push this. We really do because we believe in this for the ladies of our church. Uh, we, we really believe that this can can, uh, can help your spiritual life get strapped to a rocket ship and that's what we want. So tickets are available today at the information kiosk out in the atrium they're 25 today. Uh, they're 35 after that. so save ten bucks today. Uh, my wife is doing the catering for that, so I know the lunch will be good. Um, so that's the Bethmore event on September the 17th. One more. Well, actually, two more things. Uh, but Blake and Luann Caldwell are here this morning. Where are you? Did they come to church? Or are they out in the atrium? Where are they? Back there. Hey! All right, Blake and Luann. That's a Luann. Blake's out having coffee. Great to see you, Luann. Great to see you. They served on staff here for many, many years. This is their home church wherever, regardless how far they wander. Uh, this is home. And uh, glad to have them here this morning. Uh, also, don't forget pizza. We ran out of pizza the last couple of weeks because uh, with big crowds and you were really hungry. And so we ordered lots of extra pizza today. And that helps us do a feeding program in Babaco, Haiti. Uh, we made like, was it 6000 or 9000 or many thousands of dollars on pizza last year that goes straight to a feeding program for a tiny community in Haiti that depends on us uh, for, for this, this program. So that's that. Um, are you okay? Are you happy? All right. So you're going to get this on the way out, and it's going to take you a few minutes to process. Okay, okay, what am I doing? What, what, what are the opportunities? And go to those booths and talk to people about, about these things. Let's pray together. Lord, we're so thankful this morning for your, your, uh, your presence being here at Moncton Wesleyan Church, and um, God, you know my heart that I don't even want to unlock a door in this place without your presence, let alone uh, start a whole bunch of new ideas. So God, I pray that you, by your Holy Spirit, that you would engage hearts this morning, that you would capture hearts, and that you would encourage people to... Uh, Get connected into this community, this family of believers because we're stronger together. Um, God, I just feel compelled this morning to pray for our city. We love our city. And more than anything, we want people to find hope in Jesus. Everyone's looking for hope. Everyone's searching for answers. And, and, And Jesus is Answer, help us to, to share that with others. So go with us now, as we uh, go into uh, this connected series and all these opportunities. Uh, be with us as we worship with this last song. I thank you for this this great people this morning. In Jesus' name, I pray. Everybody who's awake said, "Amen." amen. On your feet, let's worship. Blow the roof.